Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along PG Charletta. Good man, yourself, how's it going? Aye, uh, apart from doing my back in earlier on, I'm, I'm doing all <laughs> right. So if you hear random squeals, that's just me being a bit pathetic tonight. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. No, it's a pleasure to have you. And I've been really enjoying your, your stuff over the last year or so. For those that haven't heard you, and we'll get this generic one out the road, how would you describe your sound? And can you give us a wee bit of background to yourself? Um, I would say I would say my sound sort of genre-wise would be uh, it falls in the alternative genre, a bit of, bit of indie rock. Um, but I would see with my sort of lyrics and narrative, you would say it's a bit of a, a bit of Scottish folk or a bit of folk in there as there as well. Um, and that's really who I am. I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm originally from Kirkcaldy, which is in Fife. Um, my background is I started in the sort of pub circuit doing the doing the, the doing the cover act sort of sort of uh, of of scene pubs, open mics, um, and then really just lockdown um, 2020. So back in I would say May time, uh, well, not May time, sorry. Um, when was the first lockdown? Around about March, March, April 2020. Um, that's when I really got the, the chance and the time just to sit down and, and write my own original material. So that sort of traces back to ideas and memories from maybe five, ten years in the, in the past. I'm talking lyrics, I'm talking narratives, I'm talking melodies um, and just, you know, using that period of time to, to write and, and, and progress towards becoming a an original um, artist. So, yeah, I haven't looked back since then, you know, you know, since then I've released the likes of, of The Sesh, which was my debut single. Um, released, reached the top 10 in the UK. Uh, so top 10 in the official Scottish charts. Um, it was number one in the UK iTunes alternative charts. And then from there I've released, you know, numerous singles. The most recent one, Bonnie Toon, which was, you know, featured on BBC Radio Scotland. Um, the track of the week on the on the afternoon show. And also made its way onto Radio X as well. So, yeah, no, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um Again, it's sort of you know getting your sound out there, building your momentum, uh, and I'm yeah I'm I'm looking forward to to kick on in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll work with, we'll work from the kind of present day and go back if you don't mind. But you recently released Body Tune. It's what I would describe as a, a really upbeat Scottish anthem, and yeah. I really liked some of the press that went with it. You were you were saying that you could you could envisage it being playing at Hamden or before a big sporting event, and that kind of aspiration to to play the big stage, to some that might come across as being a wee bit gallus, but you've you're following a number of Scottish acts who have went on to play stadium shows, went on to headline numerous nights at the Hydro, with with similar type of backgrounds, and that must provide a, a fair bit of aspiration to work your own way to the summit. Yeah, 100%. If you look at the, the recent examples, so, um, you know, Lewis Capaldi, Jerry Cinnamon, The Snuts, um, you know, they're all artists that have, have started in a similar scene and, and worked worked their way up. Um, you know, top through through a lot of hard work, I would say. So, I think it's just, you know, for for Scottish acts in the Scottish scene, you see, there's an absolute, I would say, a conveyor belt of talent across the full country. But I think when you see people, um, sort of, yeah, I, I wouldn't describe them as the, the predecessors, but the sort of influences when you're seeing people going and achieving those sort of things and coming from similar backgrounds with similar ambitions, then. Yeah, it does inspire, and I think you're seeing the the results of that, and you're seeing a lot of a lot of talent coming through uh, Scotland, all believing um, and having the same dreams. But I think it's important to say, you know, for me anyway, it's about you know just working hard, having a good time, and, and making memories, and 
you know, one day if you can make your way and play Hamden or Transmit or sell it to Hydro, then you know, so be it. But I think first and foremost, it's just about having a good time and having a good time and working hard. Sometimes reaps the rewards. So yeah, it's a case of just plugging away, stay humble uh, and give it your best shot. But yeah, I think we all dream of. You know, especially when you're a football sort of supporter as well, so you have the national team, you kind of <laughs> envisage yourself wanting to play those sort of stages. Um, and also, you know, you touched on it with the press with, with Bonnie Toon as well, being that sort of classic um, Scottish anthem. You know, that was one of the one of the drivers behind it. It was, you know, when you look at the sort of events, cultural events that we have in this country, so I'd say Hogman A, weddings, birthday parties, Scottish rugby, Scottish football, um, they're all there's a sort of category of songs that we always play and go to. Even people that move abroad that are Scottish and they're always missing home. Um, you know, it's always the Caledonias, the Loch Lomans, um, I don't know, Proclaimers, Letters, Letters from America, all those sort of songs, for example. So that was, you know, one of the inspirations behind Bonnie Toon. I've always loved those sort of songs and I always wanted to write and produce one myself. And suppose you never know. I obviously believe in the song and um, and really, really proud of it. So yeah, it would be an absolute dream if that song could make its way into that category as well and become, you know, part of the Hogmanay playlist. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> you, should, you should be absolutely proud of it. It's a, it's a cracking song. The the thing is, and I completely agree with you. There's a there's almost a defined playlist for even if ahead of the Euros and, and such like or before every qualifier at Hamden for the last twenty years that I've attended. <laughs> You get this. You get the same, the same songs played again and again. And I think the rafted new songs that were being created on the back of Scotland qualifying for the Euros and and the build up for the Euros, it was quite refreshing to have something else to go to as well. I'm not knocking any of these songs that are obviously Scottish classics, but yeah, <laughs> five hundred miles and at the same time, you can deviate from that at some point <laughs> it doesn't have to be the same songs over and over again we could actually create something new which I tend to find quite exciting and you know things like oh, when's the La Fontaine's did their song and I saw it getting quite a lot of stick but on the other hand there was a lot of people that embraced it as well it was just something a wee bit different, yeah. a wee bit tongue in cheek but well, I've I think on that song, I think Kieran Tierney mentioned that one. I'm sure it was in the I'm sure it was getting played in the dressing room um, <laughs> after one of the games in the Euros. So <laughs> it just shows you it's a catchy song. So, so obviously the players were embracing the changes there. So I, I, I'm I'm all for that. I'm I'm going to push for you being played at the Moldova game. Uh, hopefully yeah. the the Hamden DJ is one of the twenty people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> I can be the the, the victory tune. <laughs> What about the video to go with the song? Is that something that you've, you've kind of... Was it an idea that stemmed from the writing process or was it just a kind of extra promotional tool for it? Um, I would say sort of this stage where I am as an artist, it was always, a, again, another ambition and another, um, I would say, you know, sort of bucket list at this moment in time just to, just to do a music video. And I think based on all my songs... You know, if we'd done a music video for the sesh, I think it'd be very interesting. But um, I think for for Bonnie Town, um, the idea was, you know, we spoke about the Scottish culture element to that song. But see, when you actually look into the narrative of that song and and, and look at the lyrics, etc., you can see there's a there's a real ballad based on sort of homesickness and heartbreak. So, um, 
we came up with the idea. It was sort of me and my videographer, and we thought, you know, get get two actors. You know, let's just you know act out. Uh, I wouldn't say a, a sort of yeah, it's kind of kind of like a, a love or a, a romantic story of people that were apart and and coming back together. And I think when you listen to the song, it it, it totally fits that. Um, obviously, it was was filmed in Scotland as well. We wanted to keep the Scottish element by um, you know having those shots and um, you know clips from you know Loch Lomond and other locks across the across the national park. But yeah, I think it was just putting another tilt to the song. Um, you know, that sort of connection in terms of the universal feelings of homesickness and heartbreak and adding that together with a with a sort of Scottish vibe too. Um I thought it was just a it was just the right moment for me to to sort of create that music video and release and get out there. And again, you know, I think the videographer and the actors have done a done a done a great job. Um and it's not just the song, it's the video that I'm that I'm proud of of as well. So there's a lot of great content there obviously, you know, hoping perhaps one day that can you know, get picked up and, and put on the telly somewhere. You never know. But, you know, having said that, you know, I had a lot of great fun, a lot of great times uh, making it and pulling it together. It was the first time I've done it. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, it was the first time sort of, you know, I've done the promo video side of things. So, I've, I'm, I've, you know, I've been kind of getting used to the, the promo video side of things and being able to do that. And then, you know, taking it into the, the sort of music video steps was, you know, another, another great part of the, part of the process so yeah you know that that's more I would say sort of the the driver behind the video the, the narrative behind the song was something you mentioned a wee bit earlier on I think given the the circumstances of the last 18 months as well homesickness and and being reacquainted with people is quite a, a common theme across the world just now it's been really quite uplifting to see people that haven't seen their, their parents for instance or grandparents for for really long periods of time, been been back in their hometowns or cities and, and catching up. It's uh, a Scots socialising such a big part of our lives and close knit families are kind of a common thread as well. Not just in Scotland, across the world, really. But they, I, I, I kind of saw a wee nod to the, the cap to that as well. Yeah, de- definitely. I think if you look at it, if you look throughout the history of Scotland, there's been a lot of people. You know, just packing their bags and going elsewhere in the world to 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 seek other opportunities. Um, I think we've all got family members, friends that have that have done it as well, moved to Australia, um, America, etc. So yeah, I definitely when I wrote that song, it was you know thinking of thinking of that as well and thinking of those people and and connecting um, and being able to relate to to those people as well. But you you absolutely said it there. You know, the last eighteen months there's been a lot of people that have been kind of stuck away in other parts of the world and they've not been able to come home and, and see their families. So, you know, I always say that as well. You know, it's, it's not just being Scottish and being able to relate to a Bonnie tune. You can be from, I don't know, Peru, Japan, America, anywhere and, and have your own little unique hometown. So, you know, the Bonnie town to me is always going to be my hometown and kind of coming home to that. But regardless of where you're from in the world, you're all going to have your unique Bonnie towns and your and your families, etc. that you, you miss and want to come home to. So, yeah, I can certainly imagine people having a a whiskey, perhaps responsibly, or a glass of wine somewhere else in the world with Bonnie Tune on, and just you know, you know, kind of thinking, of, I don't know, reflecting, going through maybe a motion of of, of nostalgia uh, and looking back in life and missing their wherever their uh, hometown or their homeland is. It's kind of we're, we're kind of crossing threads again there. The... I don't know if you remember the old Terence advert where the guy walks into the pub in Caledonia is playing 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I've now getting you on at Hamden and in the next Terence Lager advert as well. So you've got yeah. a few opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Too fair. If we go a bit further back, it, it seemed like you were kind of ready for a bit of a breakthrough and then that got curtailed somewhat by the pandemic. At that point, a lot of artists that I follow on Twitter or I've listened to podcasts with or listened to interviews with have said that they lost a wee bit of inspiration and they almost kind of were devoid of ideas during that stage. Instead, you seemed to kick on and you went on to write a, an album's worth of material. Where did you find that inspiration at a time where many were just struggling to get through the day-to-day? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question, I think. My, my sort of real inspiration is, for me anyway, music... Um, it's always been a release and sort of happy place for me to go um, in life. Um, it was always a sort of release from the from the day to day, and especially in that point of time, you know, we didn't have anything else to do at that point of time. We didn't, you know, you couldn't go to the football. You couldn't, you know, I don't think you could have watched the football um, on the TV to start with because there was nothing was on. You can go to your bar. Right. We all became we German any... football fans for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it first kicked off, and then. You couldn't even go to a, like a gag, or you couldn't even go on holiday. So yeah, no, I just, I, you know, I was just found a way to keep myself motivated and keep myself kicking on. I'm not going to lie, it was tough at times because, you know, a lot of times when you when you release music, you want to go out there and you have a, you know, a single release party, or you want to get out there and kind of gig on the back end and, and and kick on from the momentum. So that side's been been difficult, but we've all had to make you know sacrifices during this period of time for the greater good of the world and, and public health so you know I just motivate myself in a way that you know if I, if I worked hard and I kept writing music um, and I kept practicing um, and trying new things then you know when I come out at the end of it I'm going to be in a you know a far stronger position to, to go out there and play and, 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 and hopefully hopefully make the breakthrough but yeah you know when we go back to the start last last August 2020 when the sesh came out and the hype and the sesh then yeah it would have been brilliant at that point in time to to, uh, to go out there and, and sort of capitalise on the momentum. But, you know, I've got more songs. Um, you know, I've probably, you know, practised a lot more, <laughs> got a bit more experience and stuff. So, yeah, I've just, you know, kicked on, kept writing, just focused on the positives. And and, and now, you know, we're, we're coming back into a world where everything's starting to, to open up. So you've just, you know, in my head, just, it was, you know, we're obviously going through the tough time in the short and the medium term, but, you know, knowing that what could come in the long term, um, and those good memories um, and, and possible, you know, great moments. That's that's what you know really motivated me to to keep kicking on. Um, so yeah, here we are. So fingers crossed, uh, there will be opportunities. Definitely a great attitude to have. To and you touched on the, the release of the sesh, which was a it came at a good time, given that many of us were building pubs in our houses and stuff like that. I, I think there's more people that I've got pubs inside the, or bars inside their, their house than they have got back gardens in Scotland now. <laughs> but the, yeah. That uh, that was very relatable at a time where really I can remember working from home and just just desperate to get to the end of the working week and move from my wee office space into the living room. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was thoroughly depressing, but at the, at the same time I look back on it and it kind of feels like I, I was watching a movie of my own life. It was uh, it's totally surreal. Yeah, it, did, it, it felt felt like a 
felt like a movie, but I think that's sort of the good thing about being, you know, not just musicians, artists, people in general. That time was, you know, a lot of the great ideas, all the music releases, sort of live Facebook streams and YouTube streams that everybody was doing, all the collabs and the videos that people were putting together. That was really what was was keeping a lot of people going through that period of time. So, um, yeah, it's looking back, it is, it is, it is surreal and. You know, I think this, you're right. The sesh probably was released at a, at, at a at a good time in terms of suiting the sort of climate and what people were thinking about. Um, but yeah, it was just another sort of relatable, relatable, catchy song, and that's what I really aimed for when I released that. Was just to just to give people a, a sort of lift and a bit of positive energy. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to this uh, about this in quite a few of the podcasts, but releasing music during the lockdown when you're not able to get out there and road test it, engage that reaction, you're almost hitting a button and then waiting for the feedback, whether it be on Twitter or YouTube or on your live streams and things like that. So it's almost a trial by social media rather than you kind of getting the feel for how people are going to react to it in a live environment. How did you find that? Um. I, I was I was sort of lucky enough, you know, everybody I've you know met on Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook and, and now the good old TikTok as well. Um, it's all been positive, you know. It's been a, a nice, you know, I've met a, a great network of people and, and met you know friends, you know, followers, um, general, you know, I would say good good music people and everybody's been positive so far. Every time I've released the songs, there's been lots of people sharing them and and, and giving them nice comments. And I just think you know as musicians. You know, in that period of time, we just had to adapt and, you know, utilise social media and focus on writing new material, releasing material and, and keeping us going that way. And um, and, and really, they just the engagement with the, with the people on the social media. Um, you know, you could see there the positive comments and that gave you a boost and, and a lot of time to kick on. And, 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 you know, seeing, you know, comments from, you know, people, other artists, you know, getting tagged and stuff for radio stations, etc. It's still enough to to give you a buzz and, and, and to keep kicking on. But, you know, there's now the added sort of uh, um, excitement in terms of being able to now go out there in the live environment and start playing those songs and, and then seeing the sort of reaction from a from another aspect. So, you know, all that's kind of been on hold for that 18 months and, and now it's coming into to fruition, um, which is, I think, for all musicians is, 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 a, is a real opportunity. And we've all probably released about three, four songs that we've only been able to say, what, doing a live lounge or doing a live performance um, via live stream. So, yeah, I think as musicians, it'll be uh, you know, very exciting to see a lot of these people that, you know, have engaged with you on social media to actually come and now see you live um, and, and experience the music from a from a live aspect. So, yeah, I, I think it can only be, you know, positives. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's another thing that gets touched upon hear quite a bit that the fact that at a time where there was so much negativity in the world musicians seem to really get behind each other particularly in Scotland in the last year where I think there's been a lot of people helping each other up and talking each other up and getting rid of the the stupid side swipes that used to take place and <laughs> rivalry uh, a lot of the bullshit's been evaporated and we're getting on with just get on with each other and yeah. you know, and again it's, it's something that I repeat quite a lot but with the best world in the world you're not going to like everybody's music that you you come across there's just no chance we've all got different tastes and 
and different beliefs as to what is good and what's not good. But there's no need for the, the pettiness and looking down on someone else achieving a bit of success or going out there and trying to follow a dream. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think it's a classic quote from, I think boxers say all the time, like, oh, I respect anybody that gets in the ring. So it's, it's kind of like you're right in saying, you know, there's so many different genres in music. Um, there's so many different charts. There's so many different opportunities in radio stations. There's so many different opportunities to, you know, play in festivals. So everybody's really positive and, and gets behind one another, especially like in Scotland. If the Scottish scene does well, then, you know, everybody else does well. But I think, you know, from a, an arty sort of, you know, background here, you know, it, it, for me, it doesn't matter what genre people play, you know, I still understand the sort of hard work and the dedication they'll put in to go and actually produce that final product. So, you know, I, I can only have respect for these people and obviously want to, you know, support them and, and recognise them for, you know, sharing that sort of, uh, you know, hard work and determination to just release music because we're all doing, you know, releasing it for the same thing. It's to, you know, give ourselves a bit of positivity, but we know if we release that and give, you know, positivity to us, we can also connect with people and, you know, people can listen to our music and, you know, relate and 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 give off a positive reaction. And obviously, when we when we when we go into the sort of gig environment as well, um, you know, it's the ability to you know share that you know set of positive emotions as well. So no, it's 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 been it's been great for me. Obviously, when you know, again, relating back to sport and football, you know, when sport and football, there's always that sort of competitiveness and the you know the rivalry between different teams. But I've never found that in, in music. Everybody's been positive and everybody's got you know, behind one another and it's and it's really great to see. And, and and I would say as well, you know, you look at, you know, the music scene, everybody's kind of learning off everybody. They're seeing, you know, what everybody else is doing and, and everybody's, you know, helping each other out. And, you know, from a lot of the sort of bands and artists I've met now, it's always it's always positive and always good to see, you know, people um, you know, going to have have great success. I know I think there's a previous band that's been on the show, um, like Dictator, you know, today you've seen it was announced that they're, you know, playing at the Fringe for, for BBC Sports Found, which, you know, recently meet up with two of the guys from Dictator. I know they're, they're people that are very passionate about music and work very hard and stuff like that. It's great to see. So, um, and it's the same when, you know, for myself, when I go going to achieve things and, and positive things, you can only see the other musicians also getting behind you um, and being positive in return. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's really the great thing about music at kind of takes that away in terms of it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your background is, we can all, you know, sort of unite and connect, um, which I think is, which is brilliant. Yeah, there's plenty of room for everyone as well. I think that the likes of the Snuts and Mogwai this year, getting a, a number one album, opens the door for, for everyone else, really. It puts more eyes on the product. And it whets people's appetite for Scottish music. They'll go digging, they'll, they'll look at related artists and, and such like. And then that's where you discover the, the hidden gems and such like. So I, I think that success for the bigger bands feeds its way down. Yeah, 100%. Even, you know, the Snuts getting the, the number one album. I think it's the first time since, I think it was The View, was the last sort of Scottish band to get that that number one album and that's like way back in something like 2007 so um, you're right you know if a big band is successful then it kind of brings a focus to the scene because it kind of suggests there's a lot more talent out there in that scene so yeah it's great and it's good to see sort of guitar music getting back to getting back to the top of the charts um, so yeah and no, it's only positive you know the amount of great acts coming out of Scotland and not just coming out of Scotland going and actually playing on a global stage um, again 
again inspires other people um, and it can only be positive the last one on the session is probably relevant <laughs> to ask you this uh, you have to give me your best story about the session <laughs> um, I think it's one of those ones you can you can kind of get it from the probably the chorus um, but yeah no it's just a lot of times I write songs it's, it's looking back and kind of reflecting on my life or my <laughs> life for my friends and family and um, and yeah no it's just looking back and looking back to a period of time where um, you know there was a bit of partying going on as you, as you can tell by the by the lyrics but um, there's also like you know, I'd say another meaning behind the sesh too. It's it's kind of for people and what I've, I've realised in life as well that sometimes people turn to the sesh um, when they're going through hard times. So it's kind of a message in there, you know, in terms of in terms of mental health too. That you know, people may be going on the sesh because they're 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 kind of down as well. So it's a you know, kind of a message so people can sometimes stand up and recognise that, or or people can go out there and and uh, you know recognise that their friend or family member is also struggling. Um, and give them a bit of support. But then on the flip side, you know, there is a, a sort of nostalgia there to looking back and, and uh, um, you know, recognising um, times of partying. So I would say that's really the the the, the story behind the sesh. <laughs> no, I, and I, I get that as well. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. And I think we've all, personally speaking, and think they're kind of all, we've all met people that have perhaps turned to, to other vices in, in difficult times. So it, it makes perfect sense. It's very, very relatable. Yeah. But we'll move it on and we'll we'll talk about Chancer and let go after that. The the reaction just continued and that momentum continued to flow for you. Yeah. Um obviously this the sesh was you know a great sort of start and a great great debut. Um but it's been great to see the likes of Chancellor and, and Let Go. Um, you know, those have been releases as well, and they've also appeared on um, the the chart on the iTunes, the UK iTunes Alternative chart. Both of them have, have appeared on there as well, just the same as same as Bonnie Toon. And it's it's just kind of kicked on and give me more uh, more material um, in my arsenal, which is which is great. And you know, every single song I release, I would say, is slightly slightly different in terms of of the sound. Um, but yeah, no, it was great to see. Um, you know, the sort of momentum building and, and you know the sort of press and the radio etc all getting behind it which was which was which was good and you know you know seeing it all come together and, and, and come with probably Bonnie Toon which was my, my biggest release um since then so yeah from throughout the all, all four releases it's been a, a bit of a journey keeping the momentum going and you know I will plan on you know in the future for more singles and and more perhaps you know something bigger EPs and albums so it's just a case of, of, of continuing that sort of buzz um, when I'm moving forward What's the focus now then? Is it a case of getting that material that you've, you've worked on during the pandemic out there or is it getting out there and playing the stuff you've already released live and kind of taking advantage of the tunes that you've already released? Yeah, it's, I would say it's kind of it's kind of a mixture. Um, I think in this day and age, it's it's kind of just you know picking the right time for releasing an EP or an album. I would say um, probably short term it'll be perhaps more singles, but I'm definitely um, I'm you know planning a sort of an EP or an album within the next you know say say sort of the mid term. Um, but then it's also on the on the flip side, just getting out there to you know play support slots, uh, and get out and hopefully play some festivals. 
Um, you know, and that's, you know, fingers crossed up and down the UK. Um, you know, go back to, to, I think it was May, early June time, um, you know, when the restrictions started to come off. I had an opportunity to go down and play um, down um, just outside Liverpool, which which was great. So, um, you know, it's not just like it's a case of just, you know, releasing the, the new material now. It's actually getting out there to play um, and actually play live. So, um, you know, it's a bit of both positives, positives on both ends to, to sort of start start progressing towards. Yeah, from a, an outsider looking in, it, it felt like it was maybe be a, a sort of catch-22 for you because you've got these songs there that, that people know and given the type of act you are as well, you've got these ready-made sing-along moments that will create some amount of hype around your, your live show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And obviously I can't wait to, to get out there and have those, have those sing-along moments. Um, and it's a case of fitting it all in as well, you know, um, you know, I've got the the, re- the rehearsal aspect, the, the live aspect, but you know, it's a good situation to be in to have that material sitting there and kind of kind of ready to go. Um, but you know, you learn from you know watching sort of other bands and acts coming through and what they do in their journey and how they release. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has their their own preferences. Some people might just go straight into an album. Other people might just keep building up with single releases, then build it to an EP, then build it to an album. So yeah, you know. There is a probably three or well, there is three or four, or four sorry four uh, sing along anthems out there. I would say now, but you know there is more to come, and I'm and I'm writing more as well. So um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, there is a lot of optimism in terms of my future releases, but also getting out to getting out to play and uh, and into and to experience that in the live environment. What you said, it seems like you've got a, a fairly established route in your your head. How you see the the rest of 2021 going. Is there anything set in stone for the final four or five months of the year? Um, I would say now, uh, gig-wise, um, what have we got planned? Um, so there's a there's a couple sort of gigs I'm, I'm working on in the background, not being announced yet, some support slots. Um, I've got a support slot through in... Um, through in Edinburgh at the Mash House supporting an act called um, Cameron Barnes. Um, so that's that's through in October. At the same month, um, there's a festival in my hometown called the Breakout Festival, um, which I'm fortunate enough to be on the bill for that. And there's some some great acts, um, you know, some classic Fife acts like, uh, you know, Big Country and the Skids. So, you know, from sort of the big acts down to, down to the people coming through in the, in the, in the new music. Um, so I've got, you know, those two lined up. So it's kind of similar things I'm working on in the background in terms of trying to hopefully play more festivals towards the end of the year and, you know, fit in a couple more um, support slots and, and start building towards, I would say, a headline show um, in the in the, in the the near future. Um, and then at the same time, um, you know, we've still got a good couple of months in the in the year, so hopefully we can we can fit in a, a couple more single releases as well um, and then build towards, you know, that EP or an album. How exciting is it as a artist that's on the cusp of breaking through to have this re-emergence of live music it feels like the the break can the handbrake can finally be taken off and we can really just go hell for leather now yeah no it's just i think it's the, the sort of build up from the last the last 18 18 months um you know all that preparation hard working and dedication you know is really exciting to finally you know come out and have that sort of opportunities on the horizon but you know there's there's still a lot of hard work a lot of hard work determination a lot of you know 
Um, you know, a long way to go in the journey, I would say. So I'm just sort of keeping my feet on the ground, working hard and keep myself happy um, and, make, and and just continue to make memories um, and just building the music. So, no, um, as I said, it's, it's a very exciting time for, not just me, for, for everybody else in the scene. So, yeah, let's get out and start playing. I'll clarify the hell for leather comment as well. <laughs> within reason before I get accused of encouraging people to go en masse, patch social, social distancing rather than get myself into taking off iTunes or whatever. Uh, <laughs> as we, we head towards um, the back end of the podcast, I've got a few more generic questions for you, if you don't mind. Yep. Basically, at this point, I just ask my guest for a few Scottish bands that they've listen to that they love and that they would like to recommend to the people listening? Um, I'm trying to think who's, who's not been on the show. So I would I would say um, so focus on on Fife. Um, we've got um, I would say the Shambolics. Um, I would say they're quite a well-known Fife act. Um, they've played up and down the country. They're playing transmitting a couple of weeks on the on the King Tut stage, they're a they're a great band, and they're only going, you know, from bigger bigger to better things. Another sort of alternative indie band with a with a great sound. So I'd thoroughly recommend the Shambolics. There's also um, another artist from a town called um, it's called he's called Dove. So it's a singer songwriter with a with a massive voice, sort of the American rock sort of Springsteen vibe to it. When you hear his music again. Um, you know, great act. He's, he's sort of a, a local legend in terms of going around and playing the pubs, and he's been in previous bands, but he's releasing his old his his, his own stuff now. So I would I would check out his his last couple of singles. And um, there's also um, Cody Feakin from the area. So again, another great artist from Fife, going on from you know going from strength to strength. You know, being announced for a lot of lot of great festivals, um, and also releasing great singles and getting onto sort of major radio across the UK and Ireland. Um and yeah, I would I would go with go with three. Um, I can start listing <laughs> start listing act after act, but I'll, I'll go with those three. Well, I'm, I'm glad that's been reciprocated because the Shambolics were on maybe a month or two ago, and they gave a shout out for yourself. So that's when that's how it went full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and just a final generic one: Where can people listen to your music that haven't had the opportunity to do so? And if you've got anything else to plug, then Go ahead and plug it. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely everywhere. Um, no, so all my all my tunes are on um, just all this all the streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer, um, you know all those all those sort of platforms. So I think it's more or less on every streaming platform out there. Um, and also you can just find me on, on all the social media sites. So it's as simple as uh, PG Charletta, um, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and and YouTube as well. Um, and yeah, pl- plug-in wise, I would just say, I'm sorry, artist pick, using some Spotify terminology, um, it would be Bonnie Town at this moment in time. So I would say get in there and, and check out that single. It's a single that you'll, you'll love and love and uh, also connect with. So give that, give that a play. Um, and then from there, just go through the back catalog through Let Go, Chancer, and then right back to the, right back to the session and repeat it. <laughs> well, PJ, I would like to just take the opportunity to wish you all the very best going forward. It seems like a, a very, very exciting time and it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you tonight. Yeah, as I said, thank you very much for having me on the on the Scottish Indie podcast. Um, much appreciated and, and hopefully uh, 
we can see you out there at a gig at some point. I look forward to it. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, thank you. Goodbye. When you left me standing I remember the day When you left me stranded And I waited Waited for you But you never seemed to Come back home I remember when you said We'd be together I remember when you said We'd last forever and I waited, waited for you But you never seemed to come back home Back home When I see your face, I must stop the place Could I'm counting the days till I'm coming back home To you she take me back home, said I bought a Disappear forever And I waited Waiting for you But you never Seem to Call my boy My boy When I see Your face I must Could I'm counting the days Till I'm coming back she take me back home, said I bought it Just came back home Back home When I see your face I must stop the place Good, I'm counting the days Till I'm coming back home To you She take me back home Said I bought a Yeah.
Mi bakom til der bare er tønt 